Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. This is the place where we discuss how to maximize performance and improve retention with today's modern sales force. Every conversation on the show has one goal in mind, and that is to catapult your commission. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a lifelong sales enthusiast. Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commission's family, what's up team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapulting Commission's podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. Look, it's the end of the year. It's that time where you start to reflect how was my performance in 2021? How was my performance based on how I wanted to start in 2021? You find yourself in one of two categories. You're either on pace and you've achieved your goals or you're not on pace and you didn't achieve your goals. It's really no gray area. You either did it or you didn't do it. That's the harsh reality of business. That's the harsh reality of sales. We are what the scoreboard says we are. We either put up numbers and we perform or we don't. It's an unfortunate part of the job, but it is a part of the job. It's the reason I actually love sales. It's an uncapped income opportunity for you, for me, for anyone involved in selling a product or service, you get paid for that. If you're a business owner, you get paid for selling your vision, selling your business. We have all, we've all had that conversation before on the show. But today I wanna talk a little bit more in depth about that goal component and what to do when you're missing that goal. More importantly, the one area people specifically uh, avoid or don't talk about at times. And that's yourself first, being selfish. Here's the thing, whether you've achieved your goal or you haven't achieved your goal, I don't want you to give up on yourself. In Catapult to Commissions, the book, we talk a lot about what if you loved yourself? What if you put yourself first? What if you were the priority and the goal was secondary. Now, I know that sounds ironic because if you've heard me talk, I've talked about a borderline unhealthy obsession with goal achievement. I've talked about a, a tenacity of going after what you want and not allowing distractions to take place. We, we've, we've dove into that. And what I share in the book, Catapulted Commissions, and what I'm sharing with you in today's podcast is there is a little asterisk after that that says you first. You have to put yourself first. There's four ways I describe that you, you wanna put yourself first. It's you have to love yourself first. And, and here's where it becomes incredibly important. If you're on the side of the spectrum where you achieved your goals and you had a great 2021, chances are you feel a euphoria, you feel a little emotional high, you feel a level of success that is, that's rewarding, that's rightfully uh, so that you deserve because you achieved a goal that you set your mind out to achieve. But because I know my catapulting commissions family and I know how you feel, you're already questioning, how can I do this again in 2022? How can I be just as, if not more successful in 2022 than I was in 2021? And if you look at your goal setting situation that way, yeah, it's a heavy load you're carrying. You're putting a heavy load on your back and you're simply saying, I don't know 
if I can repeat the performance of being just as, if not more successful in the next year as I was in the previous year. And if that's you and you feel that way, I got to be honest with you, you're not alone. Feel good about it. You're a high performer. You're a high achiever. You're somebody who wants to do well and continue to do well. And because you feel that way, you feel the pressure of having to repeat it. Now, there's the other side of that spectrum. The whole, the, the cold truth in the fact is there are more people who don't hit goals than do. There's more people who failed at achieving a goal they set out this year than did. And if you're part of that category, that's okay. Guess what? This year, so am I. And I say that to you humbly. I say that to you proudly for two reasons. Somewhere along the lines over the past two years since I launched Bolted Commissions, there was this assumption that, that I was always perfect, that I would do everything correctly, that I was always uh, above. And you know what? I'm human, right? I've made mistakes. I definitely didn't hit a few goals that I had set out for this year. I'm frustrated as hell. And guess what? I'm the guy that wrote Catapulted Commissions, Achieve Your Next Sales Goal. So I get it. But if you're in that category of people who didn't hit your goal, who you are today is not who you were 12 months ago. And for that reason, I'm proud of the performance I put out. I'm proud of the adversity I faced. I'm proud of the storms that I've weathered because who I am today isn't who I was 12 months ago. And I'm okay with that. And you should be okay with that too. You should be okay to know that if I missed my goal, as long as I've learned and grown, I'm okay. Now, I know the counter argument to that, and I've heard it, right? You have to put up results. We're in a performance industry. You get paid for results, not for feeling good. And all this other bullshit that corporate America, that sales managers tell you. I get it. Here's the thing. You wouldn't be in sales if you didn't get it either. So we know that. It almost goes without needing to be said. Right. If you're in a high performance sales industry, you know you have to perform or the bench is right behind you. It's like when the starting pitcher in baseball starts to lose momentum. He knows it's not too long before he gets yanked out of the game. Do you go and tell him, hey, I'm going to yank you out of the game? No. You build him up. You give him some confidence. And you watch what happens. And gamers game and people who sometimes need to step out, step out. Well, the beautiful thing about sales goals and business goals and golf, technically, there's always another round. You always can improve. You can always be better. Guess what? 2022 is that slate for you. So let's talk about this. You have to love yourself first. And there's four ways you're going to love yourself first. And by loving yourself first, you're going to protect your mental health. You're going to protect your mental well-being. You'll protect yourself from the outside influences that are going to remind you you didn't do well this year. So we're going to take those outside influences that you didn't do well this year, and we're going to simply say this. Get the fuck out of here. Go that way. Get out of my life. You will not be in control of what takes place in my mental space. So anyone who's not giving you positive juices, who's not giving you positive vibes, doesn't belong in that space. So let's talk about it. Four, four areas that you can... Love yourself first. One is physical health, right? If you're in a position where your physical health is subpar, you're going to find that it affects uh, not only your sales goal performances negatively, uh, it's going to affect your personal relationships negatively. It's going to affect your mental health negatively. Physical health, no matter how we cut it, shave it, talk about it, it is something that we all need to, to get involved in. 
if you can't get physically healthy for whatever the reason is, you can move in some shape, form, or capacity. Just start moving, right? I've read several books. I know an incredible group of entrepreneurs and, and best-selling authors and, and influencers that you see and you hear from. And I hear one common denominator amongst the most successful people I know. They all have a physical health component. Here's the cool thing about the physical health component. It's more of a mental health exercise than a physical health exercise. So much so that as I've started myself getting back into a, a gym right, and, and working out and moving and not just going for walks, not riding bikes, I, I wanted to take my physical health to a next level. My mental health, 10 times, a thousand times better than when it was earlier in the year when I wasn't being physically active. So, and I say that confession, not always perfect. I definitely fell off on my physical health journey uh, during COVID. It wasn't fun, wasn't exciting, but I can tell you this right now, and I'm encouraging you, Catapulting Commission's family, take your physical health. It's the best exercise for mental clarity. Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode. I hope you're enjoying what you have heard thus far. Have you heard the good news? The international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions, has been named a 2021 Selling Power Magazine book recommendation. And I want to thank you, the Catapulting Commissions family. You can claim a free copy by texting hello to 661-228-8967. You can also find out more information at catapultingcommissions.com. Okay, let's get back to the show. That's the first part. The second thing you could do to love yourself, evaluate the personal relationships in your life. All of them. Personal relationships in your life that bring out negative energy can have a detrimental impact to the overall process of success, to the overall process of your goal setting system. Uh, they literally bad personal relationships can negatively impact your mental health. They can negatively impact your finances. They can negatively impact your professional life. They can negatively impact your professional reputation. You name it. I would take a time and evaluate the personal relationships you have in your life. And those personal relationships that you have in your life that you're evaluating right now, let, let, let's, let's dive into them. First and foremost, who do you spend the most time with? If that person is your spouse or significant other, I am not, let me give myself a disclaimer here. I am not a marriage and family therapist. I am, I am not a, I don't have a degree in psychology. I don't have any background in what I'm about to share with you right now from a professional standpoint. What I can simply share with you is my opinion. What I can simply share with you is what I have researched. What I can simply share with you is what I've studied at a high level. The person you spend the most time with is gonna have the biggest impact on your mental health and well-being. And if you love yourself the way you're supposed to love yourself, you're not gonna allow a relationship to have that type of impact in your life. So any relationship in your life that's having a negative impact has to go. So you start first with the person you spend the most time with. Is that relationship where you want it to be? And if it's not, are you prepared to do the work to get it there? Is your partner prepared to do the work? If the answer is yes, power to you, I highly encourage you, you make your work and you guys figure it out. But if it's not, if the two of you aren't fully committed to having a better relationship, man, I got to be honest with you, cut bait, let's go, move on. Life is short. 
Don't waste time in relationships that aren't going to be meaningful for you, right? But I love that person. They're everything to me. They're this. You know what? If they're killing your mental health, they're killing you slowly. And if you love yourself the way you're supposed to, you're going to love the relationship you're supposed to. If you don't love yourself the way you're supposed to, the relationship you're in, you can't possibly love the other person the way that person deserves to be loved. So let's, 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 let's dive into that personal relationships, right? So if one is the person you spend the most time with. The second is, is your sphere of influence. Who do I speak to? Friends, colleagues and coworkers, customers, um, acquaintances, like guys and girls at the gym, wherever you connect and communicate with people. If you don't find yourself with personal relationships that are positive, cut those personal relationships, cut them fast. It's looking at if you have the opportunity to shadow the most successful person you know. Let's, let's pick a successful basketball player. The analogy works here. If you have the opportunity to go shadow Michael Jordan in his heydays of training. If every time Michael Jordan missed the shot, if every time Michael Jordan made a mistake, if every time Michael Jordan didn't feel like practicing or had a rough moment, and you were in his ear about all the negativity that's taking place, if you were a negative source of influence in his life at his day of exercising in the gym, do you think he'd allow you to stay? The answer is no. If you wanted to go shadow the CEO for a Fortune 500 company for the day, and every time adversity came up throughout their day, or a challenge, uh, no matter how big or small, I guess that'd be an adversity as well, if you were a negative person, would they allow you to stay in their life? Would they allow you to stay in the observation? The answer is no. So why do we allow people in our lives to stick around and observe our day-to-day activities and stick around and observe what we're doing with our relationships. Because if you're allowing the negative people to stick around, they're going to suck the life out of you. It's not a question of if they're going to suck the life out of you. It's more of a question of when will they suck the life out of you. So if you're loving yourself first, like we're talking about, then you'll take those relationships, evaluate them, and eliminate them. If a relationship isn't productive for your mental well-being, cut it off. Another way to love yourself first. This is huge. You have to love yourself first by loving your finances. I hate saying this, but it's the truth. And I'm going to say something not a lot of people agree with sometimes. Finances have a direct impact on mental health, mental clarity. Just point blank. It is impossible at times to go throughout the complexities of life and the demands of life if you're always worried about money. It is difficult. It is downright difficult. I know this, and I share this with pride. I grew up on a single mom, on a really small income. At points in times in my life, I had government uh, subsidies paying for food. So I get, so I I share that with you because I want you to know where I'm coming from. I saw the stresses and challenges that my mom had growing up. I saw the impact of not being able to buy a brand glove in... In, in high school, when my glove broke, I had a little league glove and I was on a varsity and it was a little league glove I had since I was like nine and it broke when I was 16. My mom couldn't afford to buy me a new glove. I remember those conversations with vividness. As an adult now, I have found that if I get stressed or start worrying about personal finances, I'm not good anywhere else. I'm not a good husband, not a good father. I'm not a good uh, sales manager. I'm not a good entrepreneur. I'm not a good employee. 
I, I stress, and it has an impact in my life that's controlling. And while it has that impact, it is 100% controlling my mental health and well-being because all day long, I'm stressing about money, stressing about where money's going to come from. How am I going to pay bills? And then I know this now, more now than I did 15 years ago. You see, 15 years ago, I didn't have a family. It was me by myself. Like if things worked out, great. If, if I went bust because I decided to go gamble on my money away on a Friday night and just whatever it was, like I wake up, I kind of roll with the punches. It sucked. There was definitely some stress. So I'm not going to discredit people in here that uh, or my, my audience that doesn't have a family because there is some serious challenges when you do that. What I'm simply saying is the consequences get much graver as you have other people responsible for you. Now I have a family. I have a couple mortgages, depending on, you know, on different homes and properties. Um, I have uh, a family that relies on me to pay for lights, to pay for food, to pay for extracurricular activities, to ensure that they're fed, clothed, bathed, warm, etc. I have found that if I'm worried about those finances, it affects my mental health so bad. So here's what we're going to do to love yourself first. Get yourself a finance coach, right? Whether you can afford one and pay for one, that's awesome. If you can't, there is some amazing, amazing uh, content out there about being financially savvy, financially literate. There's two different sides of thoughts. So this is not going to be a debate. I can simply share you what worked for me. Dave Ramsey, Total Money Makeover, completely game changed my life 15 years ago. Do I agree with all of Dave's philosophies when it comes to entrepreneurship and growing businesses? There's certain things that I disagree with. But for the average person, the average consumer, the average person in debt, average person struggling with money, there are some resources there that are amazing. The very first book I read on finances was Susie Orman, the, the money book for the young, fabulous, and broke. I think it was amazing book. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. I mean, you start seeing how finances is an actual skill. And the better you can manage and, and evaluate and understand your finances, the better clarity you have in life, the easier life becomes. Don't allow the finances to take control of your life. So to love yourself better, love yourself enough to get educated on finances. Love yourself enough to live below your means. Love, love yourself enough to plan for a rainy day. Love yourself enough to not get overly extended when it comes to finances. Don't be the salesperson that spends tomorrow's commission dollars today. It's the worst habit to do, and it's habitual or it's repetitive. You'll do it over and over again. Don't, don't do that, right? And the fourth way to love yourself first and to ensure you're, you're, you're putting yourself first. And, and in my opinion, this is probably the most important out of out of the four components we talk about loving yourself first. Love yourself first to acknowledge your mental health should be a priority. That's it. Love yourself first to acknowledge your mental health should be a priority. Because if your mental health is a priority, you will realize everything else is secondary. If your mental health isn't a priority and you put everything else first, you're sacrificing mental health. And I know this is a complete oxymoron. Anthony, you talk about having a borderline goal obsession. Then you hear these influencers saying you have iron hard, work 20 hours a day, do all this other bullshit. I get it. Mental health first. I don't care what any of them say because any of those people who are preaching you have to do this, have to do that, guess what? Their mental health also comes first. They don't may not admit it as often. They might not talk about it because it's not sexy to say, yeah, I had to take some time for my mental health. 
But the truth of the matter is, is you have to do it, right? There's a part of me that is very, very um, stubborn at times, right? You, you can ask those who love me who are closest to me. Yeah, I have a stubborn side of me. And, and that stubborn side of me says sometimes, I don't need help. I can do this on my own. I can figure it out, right? That's the worst thing you can do for you. Talk to somebody. Get your mental health in check. For me, my mental health stays in check when I have three things in order, and this is what works for me. We just talked about them. My physical health, my personal relationships, my finances in check. If I can keep those three things in check, then my mental health stays in check. And that key to loving yourself is acknowledging your mental health is a priority. It shouldn't be secondary. It shouldn't be something that we don't deal with or we don't acknowledge with. Mental health is a priority. Mental health is important. Mental health is something that you should focus on. What is it for you that can help you improve your mental health? Is it exercises? Is it relationships? Is it finances? Is it your spirituality? Right? Is it taking time off? I can't tell you how many times I've taken a staycation. Right? I love vacations. Don't get me wrong. I, if, if you follow, follow me uh, on Instagram at AnthonyPGarcia99, you will see I definitely love vacations. I love to travel. I love to go places with my family. Um, I, am, I am definitely one who likes to get on the road and go. But... When it comes to mental health and needing a time to disconnect, I can't tell you what, or I can't tell you how much I truly enjoy being disconnected because it's just a feeling that I haven't been able to express yet. So sometimes I do take a staycation. Sometimes I completely disconnect and say, you know what, today I'm, I'm going to disconnect. I'm going to take a mental health day. I'm not going to speak to anybody. And some of my best vacations are when I'm completely disconnected from the thing that's attracted to me the most, this phone, right? This phone. I can make a lot of money. I can lose a lot of money. I can talk to a lot of people. I can ignore a lot of people with this phone. I can allow it to be what controls me or I can control it. And so when I want to take those staycations and disconnect, that is one of those things that I, you know, I'm a big advocate for. If that's what works for you, totally do it. It's probably one of those secondary things for me because I, for me, exercises um, is one, personal finances, personal relationships, all that comes in place. And then I, you know, I would say I probably do a mental health check out at least two or three times a year where I completely disconnect. Look, guys, it's okay to say it. Don't be too proud, right? Men, let's let's be honest here, right? Mental health is something we need to talk about. I feel that pressure that you feel when you have a family depending on you and finances that need to come in and mortgage needs to be paid and you want to take your family on a vacation or you want to buy Christmas gifts and money's tight. I know that pressure you feel. Ladies, I also understand it. Some of you find yourselves in a position where you're responsible for raising a family without any help. That's a lot of pressure. I get it. Don't allow your mental health to suffer. Get some help. That's what I got for you. Four ways of loving yourself, guys. Really, really simple. Let's love yourself first. It's going to help with your mental clarity in the long run. Love yourself first. Your physical health, your personal relationships, have those in check, your finances, and finally, the most important, acknowledge that your mental health is a priority. Don't make it secondary. That's what I got for you guys this week on the Catapult Commission's podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining. Do me a favor, like, subscribe, comment, share, tag me on this. I'd love to hear your feedback. What is it that you're doing to keep your mental health in check? All right, guys, that's what I got for you. I'm Anthony Garcia, Catapult Commission's podcast. I'll see you next week. Catapulting Commission's family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. 
don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commissions Podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commissions, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.